and welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day. And today I want to talk about one of my favorite times of year, and that is Christmas time. I love Christmas. It's it is one of the most uh, it's one of the most peaceful time of year for me. Um, yeah. Oh, sure. There could be a, a lot of chaos and a lot of other things, you know, between you know Christmas shopping and which we tend to do peacefully from the our own home these days. But uh, you know, it's, it's things like Christmas parties and stuff. And my house just got a lot more hectic uh, yesterday because my two youngest daughters are home from college and they were having all sorts of fun getting to be together again because they're really good friends as well. So it got, it got loud and boisterous and fun uh, here yesterday, but I love Christmas time and Christmas, I think, unfortunately, has shifted like so many things around the world. Christmas is a religious holiday. It always has been. It always should be. But it has become secularized over the years because, hey, a lot of people like the celebrations and the gift giving and all that. They just don't want to deal with all that Christian stuff that goes with Christmas, right? Where Santa becomes the, the focus of Christmas and not Christ, right? And that's what Christmas is. Christmas is about Christ. Now, I don't often get into religion on this podcast for a lot of reasons. Most of them are, I don't want to deal with debates and things, but this is, this is really important to me. Okay. I really, I really love Christ. And I love, I love the gospel of Christ. And it's part of that that, help, that brings me peace. Now, there are those that corrupt and abuse the, uh, the gospel. They'll, they, they'll mix in their, their own thoughts with the, with the purity of the gospel to justify just about anything. And that's kind of sucks. <laughs> okay. But ultimately Christmas and the message is about peace and hope. And that comes right out of the scriptures. Luke 2 has one of the most um, poetic stories of the, the birth of Christ. And I, I really love it. But I love this, the five or six verses, verses Luke 2, verses 8 through 14, that talk about the angel appearing to the shepherds. Right, because because this is how the this story goes. Right, Christ was born, um, and they laid him in a manger because you know there was no room for him for for them in the end. Right, there's that whole story, and an angel appears to shepherds who are out in the fields, who then come and visit the newborn uh, babe in the in the stable. But I love these verses. I'm gonna I'm gonna read them because I think it helps bring to bring, helps bring the focus on what the gospel of Jesus Christ really is about. 
and and why I love Christmas so much. So this is Luke 2, verses 8 through 14. And I'm reading from the King James Version, for those of you who have other translations you like, but the King James Version, I think, is really good here. It says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. That, I think, sums up what the gospel of Christ is. It is a gospel of peace and goodwill towards men. And, yeah, it is 100%. It has been corrupted by a lot of people over the years, right? I mean, in the 2,000 years since Christ's, Christ's birth, uh, there's been a lot of strife caused by people claiming to be Christian, right? For various reasons, right? <laughs> you know, you've got the Spanish Inquisition, you've got uh, the Crusades, you've got a number of these different things, right? even to modern days where people want to use the gospel to persecute others. And that's just not right in any way, shape, or form. It's not. I'm not going to excuse any of it. I will not apologize for the standards of, of the gospel. There's There are things that the gospel calls sins that are a violation of God's laws. And there are those who practice those things regularly and think it's okay. And then claim that those who are following God's laws are somehow just wrong, you know. And I'm not going to get into all of that because that just leads to a lot of contention. But at its core, the gospel itself, when you read through the scriptures, both uh, ancient and modern uh the overlying message is what's there in verse 14. Luke 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on peace, but on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And that's when I really am feeling Christmas time. That is what I feel. Peace and goodwill towards men. And that's, I think, something that we should be striving for. Christian or otherwise, right? Well, why are we not striving for goodwill towards towards the people around us, right? Why do we assume the worst about the comments people post on the inter internet, right? That's one of the things I hated about when I was in politics, right? Back in the day, I was a political activist. I organized uh, rallies and protests. I was uh, the chairman of one of the local political parties. Uh, you know, I was 
politically active, okay? And it almost destroyed my mental health, okay? That's why I don't deal with it too much. Because it's the whole discourse around almost anything, really. I noticed it, especially in politics, but it got beyond that. And that was, we are going to assume the worst about everything you say and then use that to spin campaign donations or help push for election wins and things like that. And then that drove political discourse about everything. I've talked about the, the things I hate about fandom, for example, you know, around Star Wars and increasingly around Marvel, is that you, you can't just let people like what they like. You don't have to like everything, but you don't, but it's not enough that you don't like something. You have to be sure nobody else likes it either, right? That whole philosophy of life sucks, okay? It is not good. But around Christmas time, when there is, there is a focus on giving, Right, which you know, so much of even the secular Christmas traditions, there the focus is on giving and family and being together and loving your neighbor. Right, which is the second great commandment, as recorded in the, the scriptures. Somebody had asked Christ, uh, trying to to uh, tempt him or. I think the script the scripture I think says tempted, um, but the intention was to try to trap him so they could accuse him of something and um, bring him before the the law or the the courts. But they it says, "What is the greatest commandment in the law?" And Christ's answer was, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, says, but Christ's answer was, "Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy thy spirit." And the second is like unto it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That second one, I think, is something. I mean, I think, I think the world could really focus on both of them, but that second one is what's been missing in so much of society. Is we are not, we're not loving our neighbors. Half, half the time, we're not loving ourselves either, which is a problem I was dealing with for a long time. Thank you. Uh, special shout out to my therapist. Uh, but <laughs> no, but the idea that we can love those around us, and I don't mean you know sappy conversation heart love, right? I mean the the feeling of hey, we're in this together, and I'm here to help. And you're here to help me. And we're here to help all of us be better. Okay. And I don't mean be better in the, I think you need to clean up your yard more. Just to, to be better people. To have goodwill toward men. Right. And women and all, right? If you, you jump back into uh, Maui's thing from Moana, right? 
But the idea is we want, I, I we want, I want, I think society in general would be better if we had a focus on loving our neighbors and promoting goodwill towards others. Now, I'm not going to get into the politics of it. I don't believe in forced goodwill, right? I don't believe that uh, it's just to force somebody to uh, be charitable because I think that's contrary to the, the spirit of everything, right? But we should be developing in ourselves that feeling of, hey, I, I want to help. And that is what I love about Christmas is you feel that more. At least I do. I Not just in myself, but I feel it in the people around me. Right? My wife and I were out at dinner uh, the other night. We went to this Mexican restaurant in town that we really like. And it's not hard to find good Mexican restaurants where I live. There are lots of them. But this is one of our favorites. And... It has, it has a great feeling of family and welcoming just within the restaurant and the the owner. And uh, I, I love going there for that reason. But then they were playing Christmas music. That was all in Spanish. And my command of the Spanish language is really poor. But uh, I knew the songs, right? They can play the little drummer boy. And I recognize that song and I recognize the melody and I understand that through, you know, any language. And it was, it was so peaceful. And there was so much joy in my heart. And it wasn't just because they have really good enchiladas. It was that peace that we should be encouraging at Christmas time. And that this is, you know, when you look at the story of a Christmas carol, right? Ebenezer Scrooge and the ghost of Christmas, past, present, and future, right? And all of that stuff. The message of that is to keep Christmas in your in your hearts all year long. And that doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to have my Christmas tree up and all of the decorations and all of that, right? What it means is you keep that that spirit of peace and goodwill throughout the, your life. That you're reaching out to to help others. That you're mindful of, of others' needs. And it's not easy, right? And sometimes what we can do is limited, right? <laughs> you know, very few of us are, uh, you know, have the disposable wealth of an Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay. We just, we just don't. Most of us are just making our way in the world, doing our thing. And sometimes we have a lot of extra money. But sometimes we have a little bit. Sometimes we don't have extra at all, but it's not about the money, right? It's not about how much we write on a check that we send off to our 
favorite charitable donation or you know, or modern day, go through their website and, and donate. It's about what are we what are we doing to help those around us? And that's what I love about Christmas is how much of that focus it brings and how many times people say, oh, it's Christmas time. I'm going to go volunteer at the food bank. Why aren't we doing that year round? Right. I was sure it's, yeah, we get busy and we make excuses and that's, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, sometimes those excuses are even true. But why aren't we looking for those opportunities to serve? And I'm as guilty of this as everybody, okay? I'm not going to sit here and preach and say, hey, I am perfect at this and follow my example because I'm not, okay? I admit this. <laughs> I'm freely. I have, I am, this is one of those things that I am not fabulous at. But it's something that every Christmas I get reminded of, not just by all of the Christmas songs and stuff, but it's the, that focus on the, the celebration of Christ's birth and that message of, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. And said from Luke 2, on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Let's focus on that. Said so even if you don't ascribe to Christianity, uh, or any religion at all, for that matter. That idea, that thought, that love for all of the human race is something we should all be cultivating. Because you look at the, tr the dumpster fire that is Twitter, or X now, or Facebook, or Instagram, or any of the uh, creator media sites, it's all it's all a dumpster fire, man. So much of it is just somebody, somebody just trying to post something. Hey, I did this. It was really cool, and watches the internet just dumps on them, right? Or hey, I would I'm thrilled to have this job acting in this movie, and the internet, the internet as a whole decides that. That movie was garbage, and they just ripped that actor apart, right? And we saw that with Kelly Marie Tran and, in some ways, um, Daisy Ridley in the uh, Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy. They didn't write the movie. They didn't direct the movie. They acted in the movie. And I thought they did a great job with what they were given. But the internet hordes, mobs... The, the barbarians at the gates, they just decided that they needed to take out their aggression on these two actors. And that was a horrible thing. Even You don't have to like those movies. You don't, have, you know, I, I'll stand up here for forever from what had The Last Jedi is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. The Rise of Skywalker is not. Okay. And there are certainly parts of The Last Jedi I don't like. But the very idea that I would go and 
express my dislike of those movies in uh, racist, hate-filled, sexist uh, at times posts that that were hitting those those two uh, those two actors, or the the horrific vitriol that gets that got dumped on. Uh, well, Ryan Johnson for The Last Jedi or J.J. Abrams for the other two. It's just not, it's not cool, guys. It's just not cool at all. This is why I, I hate fandom so much. I love all of these. I love this stuff, right? I love, Star Wars is my jam, man. But I hate Star Wars fans. The Marvel movies are fun, but man, Marvel fans are horrible right i do not like marvel fans so <laughs> because so many of them are just there to dump all over this stuff and then try to justify it using their oh i love marvel movies or i love star wars and then they proceed to just rip all of this stuff apart it's not cool it's not fun. It doesn't help. And when you watch that go out to society and look at like politics, a lot of people have different different views of things, right? Because logical people can come to different conclusions logically. It's one of my, um, one of the main fallacies I have about Star Trek and their portrayal of Spock as, yes, he is driven by logic. That's awesome. But logic based off of the information you have and your own experiences can potentially lead to some really horrific things. I think you see that a little bit in Enterprise as the Vulcans logically set up some pretty uh, aggressive policies towards uh, some of the other species in, in the galaxy. Right? But Logic can also lead people in different directions, right? To to put it into like an American political context. And again, I don't want to debate what's right or wrong here. Just go with the examples. The, the idea of we need to help the poor, okay? Just a general random thing. And you've got primarily Democrats and, and the those on the left side of the political spectrum say, okay, we need to help the poor. We are going to do it through government programs, okay? And then you get those who are on the right, which is Republican-ish and stuff who believe, who often say, no, we need to help the poor. We're going to do it through private organizations, churches and private charities and the, and the like, okay? You can logically justify going in both directions. But they, they are at odds with each other on a couple of other philosophical levels, even though the goal is the same. But then it just brings up all of this hate and vitriol over, no, my way is right, your way is wrong, and, and you're a horrible person for thinking this, that, or the other, right? Why? Because it wins elections. And I hate it. I hate everything about it. This is somebody who loves to study political science. Right, I love history. I love political science. I love the academics of politics. The way it is practiced 
especially in the United States, but around the world, really, is horrific. Because it throws out the, the basic premise of, hey, let's uh, maybe try to be understanding of each other. Let's try to have a little bit of, of goodwill. Let's maybe hope for the best in people. And so much of what we see out in modern societies is the complete inverse of that. It's we are going to assume the worst. And it's it hurts so much to see it. You know, and I think that we need the message of Christmas, the message of Christ. to really permeate our society. I said, well, I, I'm a, a Christian and I, I believe Christianity is the way to do that. Even without it, the base, that base idea that, hey, maybe we should treat each other well. <laughs> maybe we should have goodwill towards each other. Maybe we should try to bring tidings of great joy instead of tidings of hate, instead of tidings of, of doom and disaster. That, more than anything else, I think can, can help our societies our, heal, our communities heal to be better. Right, and that is why I love Christmas, and that is why I celebrate Christmas, and that is what I celebrate about Christmas is not the the material sides of things, and I you know I love Christmas stuff I'm a little bit saddened because my my wife wasn't able to put up all of her her Christmas village and all of her Christmas decorations because we're dealing with a bunch of other things right now. But without any of that, what brings us together is the love and hope that hey, we can be better and let's try to help each other be better with understanding and acceptance. And if we can get there, society will be a much better place to be. And on that note, Merry Christmas. This is Music Free Static signing off. <laughs>